Are you ready? Starting now? (laughs) (laughs) Now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. (laughs) Fuckers fuckers better appreciate it. (coughs) What's the title of this podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Our fucking faces are everywhere now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're welcome, ladies. (laughs) Right. Popular with the ladies. (laughs) Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds fucking hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, certainly this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> la, 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 la. It is time for another episode of Sober Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone, welcome once again to another brand new episode of Sober, Not Mature. And uh, I actually texted Mike right before we we got on here, just asked him, you know, five or ten minutes, and you said to me, uh, what? Because this might be a good place to start, I think. But uh, <laughs> I said, <laughs> well, so the sooner the better, because I got to get up at the butt crack of dawn tomorrow to work the registration for the golf outing for the Keating Center. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, honestly, I thought that might be a great place to start because that's a, um, I mean, the Keating Center just a, is a is a little bit of a backstep. And I know that they're a little bit of a different setup now than when we were in there, from what I understand. But uh, a lot <laughs> yeah. of the, <laughs> okay, maybe a lot different. I don't know enough about it, so I can't really speak to it. But um but I do know that the, these events, the golf outing, the clam bake, there's other other things they do that are charitable events. So that's one of the things that is tomorrow. So you're involved with that. I am. Uh, I owe. I owe a debt that I'll never be able to pay. So I keep trying. <laughs> well, and then the uh, the other thing too is uh, we we got some. Well, one of our one of our good friends, Megan, uh, had brought up the suggestion, and. Uh, you know, about us putting together business cards because they give away a, a gift bag. So, yeah, we're right. actually giving away, I don't know, there's what, 200 golfers, I think? Uh, about that, yep. Yeah, so we're going to end up uh, handing out, uh, well, our business cards are going to be handed out in the gift bags. So right. the sober, not not mature business cards are going to be all over the Cleveland area as of tomorrow morning. They will. <laughs> Probably in the garbage cans or somebody picking their teeth with them. But yeah. hey. <laughs> Right. Well, they're not going to them. Long as they're not what? Cutting lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't that be appropriate? Right. (laughs) Guy gets picked up with, you know, cutting (laughs) lines, and then we end up getting a fucking phone call because he's using our business card. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, so the the other thing, too, and I think you mentioned right right as we were uh, just 30 seconds into it, you heard something in the background again, and you said, (laughs) <laughs> I said it's another episode of America's favorite game show. Is it fireworks or gunshots? Yep. Apparently, uh, from what Mike just said, the folks next door are partying pretty hard tonight. So uh, we might get a little bit of uh, holiday cheer, a little bit more fireworks. <laughs> and uh, ho- hopefully Mike keeps talking and then we'll realize it is fireworks and not gunshots. So Right. Right. <laughs> 
So um, let me just uh, open up with the stats real quick, and then uh, I've got a I've got a whole list of stuff, but I got a couple of other things that came up. Uh, actually, well, one thing in particular today. But so first of all, followers on Instagram, uh, we did have an increase in followers this week by 114 people. So our total followers right now is 1,157 on Instagram. Damn. Yeah. I was, uh, I know I said it, it popped up quite a bit. I mean, again, 114 people in the last week. And then the, the podcast, uh, that increased by, this was actually lower than it's been over the last couple of weeks, but especially our new episode, which is kind of weird, but I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute. But the, um, number of plays increased by 96. So we do have 1,020 plays, um, on the podcast so far, which is very cool. It is. So, um, Top episodes, you, my friend, are number one. Your episode is uh, in the number one spot at 89. Right. Um, epi- episode 13 is at 86. Uh, vodka Bottle, number 10, is <laughs> at 76. <laughs> um, my episode is at 75, so I'm up to the number four slot. Nice. Uh, and... Episode number four, once again, our first 30 days is at 72. Our split between uh, the the men and the women is the same as last week. So 39% men and 56% women. But uh, the cool part is, and once again, uh, and I noticed it especially in the morning, but um, I mean, we're, once again, we're getting a lot of activity, a lot of activity on, uh, on Instagram, a lot of people interacting, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I know you saw a couple of things I, I set up this week, but I wanted to, to talk about the uh, the donate part, the support tab, and, and that sort of thing. And you know what? Um, Mike and I talked about – you and I talked about this a little bit, I think, when you were here, when we originally set up the website. Right. And there's, a, there's an area in Anchor where we can either ask for support through Anchor, which is who our hosting company is, or uh, we can also advertise you know, through them. And we looked at both of them, and to begin with, I'm like, eh, maybe this, maybe that. But, um, you know, we decided not to do either one of those, figuring that, you know, at the to starting out and stuff like that, we didn't need uh, the assistance, thankfully, you know, to mm-hmm. get started. We have not spent a lot of money doing this. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a little bit of cash, but not that much. But then I started to, um, you know, I've been popping into different podcasts, not just the one I listen to, but trying to get some ideas on how people, um, you know, are setting things up, just curiosity things. Mm-hmm. And it literally it's it's like everyone has this this donation type of thing and they're not they're not doing it because my first thought was and i don't know if you were thinking the same thing was almost like you know like shamelessly saying give us money we're not looking at it that way but the the reality of this is is that both mike and i work full-time uh we're not we're not independently wealthy (laughs) not by any means nope (laughs) we we have not spent a lot of money doing this but there are things we want to do to grow a little bit. We do want to look at a different um, service. It's possible that we're going to have to get some different equipment if we do that. Cause I don't think the phone phone, at least um, on my end is going to work with this one service that, that I've looked at. So there might be some equipment, equipment things we have to get, not huge amounts of money or anything like that. Um, so there's three different ways. And, and I put it on our webpage. We have a donate tab now on our webpage. So it's, SoberNotMature.com. Also on our Instagram page, there's a link to our website, but also in the highlights, which this will make sense to Instagram people, Mike, probably not you. <laughs> right. 
it basically it's a it's almost like a shop now button that they have on Facebook. Same concept. Okay. So, and I've got a I've got a link on there for not only our store where you can get uh, any merchandise that we put up, pop right into there. That goes right to our website store. Also, um, it says support us. That goes to the donate tab. And here's the ways that you guys uh, if if you want to do it for free, and I've been talking about this recently, go on Apple. Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, those are the two big ones. I think you can still rate on like Google and Google Podcasts and the other ones, but on on those top two, Apple and Spotify, if you guys like what you're hearing, um, or at least if you don't hate it, go, <laughs> go on go on there and, and give us a five star rating because what that does, and think about other people, and this and I want to bring this up. Think about other people because mm. if there's somebody else out there that can benefit from the podcast by rating it. Um, what you're doing is you're going to move it up in the search rank. So if somebody searches for a sober podcast, mm-hmm. it's possible. It's more possible they can find us if we're rated better. You know, so it's a, again, it's not really a selfish reason. We're going to grow one way or the other. And, uh, but I'm, I am trying to think about other people and that's what I've listened to. You know, so that part of it, that's free. If you want to donate, there's that donate tab. Feel free. You can donate a dollar. It's a, the buy me a coffee thing. It's a, it seems to be what, most of these places are, are using and the, the fees are charged to us, you know, so it doesn't cost anything. I don't know if there's a credit card processing fee. There might be, but there's no like additional charge for nobody has to join anything. They can just donate. Um, so any, any amount that you want, you can donate on there a dollar up to whatever. Um, but also I'm starting to add and I'm thinking about and Mike, I want to get your opinions or if you come up with anything that, piece of merchandise that you think we can slap our logo on we're going to do that too because Mm -hmm. that's an opportunity for us to everyone you know somebody gets something in return but it also it's a small amount of profit that the shirts are in the the mid-20s you know as far as pricing wise right there's like i don't know there's five or six dollars of profit in there the rest of it is for them to put our logo on that and do everything else because it's a it's a company that we were able to um, to get involved in based on your suggestion, Mike, from the show that you listen to or watch, I'm sorry, in, in Cleveland, right. uh, you know, and it's all we got to do when you guys make the order, they put it together for us based on our logo and it's done. It's hands off for us, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are three ways that you guys can support us. If you want to, you know, again, donate some money. That's great. We're not begging for money. It would help us grow. It's going to help us grow. But worst case scenario, seriously, um, leave a leave a five star rating and, and put that up there. That will help us and it helps other people. So yep. I wanted to get that out there. And I'm going to continue to promote that too on Instagram. Um, but it was kind of funny. I uh, I posted a, a video last night just kind of with a bunch of flashback um, sound clips from past episodes. Mm-hmm. And it, it got flagged on Instagram as possibly content that we didn't own. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> we own all of it. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. And even with the with the pictures, they're all our pictures except for the you know the buy us a coffee or buy me a coffee thing. But mm-hmm. that's a thing that it's a promotional picture that they give you. So clearly we're allowed to use it. But I don't know. So I don't know what happened on there. But I I hit the appeal button. So we'll see. I don't care. It was just a just a random set of clips. But it was just weird, you know, that, that it got flagged as is that. But um, I I don't know if it was because of that promotional picture. But that doesn't seem. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Right. But yeah, so anyhow, um, yeah, that's a little bit about that. And obviously the, the stats on here, keep, keep listening, pass it along, 
tell a friend, uh, you know, uh, post it on your page, post it on Facebook, wherever you guys want to post it. Uh, the more we grow, the more opportunities we have to, you know, once again, I think help other people. Um, right. So that's that. Now, the, the thing of it is, and this is going to go into my um, <clears throat> kind of the first question that came up. But so our, our last episode, which was obviously all about Founders Day, mm-hmm. um, I would it, it, probably dripping in AA, which is fine. You know, mm-hmm. and um, we're, we're not going to stop talking about AA. But um, the more I thought about it is I'm wondering if there we because you said, you know, we've got this contingency of normies. I'm sure we got a bunch of people. I think I'm probably probably got people that are not necessarily 12 step people so mm-hmm. maybe people are like eh, i don't want to listen to that one which is fine you know it's cool right. uh, we we piece in all this different stuff we're not going to change what we're doing but um it just gave me a little bit of insight and a little bit of pause based on uh, again a question that we had so the question came up um on on a message based on i think it was on our last episode and it was like the idea between normies and and real alcoholics and we talked about that Right. In the last episode. So first of all, and um, I want to, I guess I want to start off by saying that this individual, um, she's been uh, a follower of ours for, gosh, I think at least it, it's been a little bit. So she interacts with us quite a bit. And I, I think this was, I'm looking at this as more than a, a question, not a criticism. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'd like to do, I'm going to give you a kind of a, a brief overview of what the message was, what I said, and then I don't think that nothing we said, I think was wrong, but maybe we can clarify a little bit more where we're coming from. Cause right. I think that there might've been some confusion on that. So the question was um, normies uh, for her, that continues to be a big word to her. It, and she said, it seems like a, a less than equal to an alcoholic type of term. <clears throat> and it might prevent some people from seeking out AA. And, you know, people like saying that I drink every day, this and that, maybe I'm not, I don't need to be, or a, if AA were more inclusive, maybe more people would seek it out. Now, my answer was, uh, this was in a message uh, off of our post. I said, anyone can go to an open meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, and many right. do, uh, to check it out. If it's closed, then, then yeah, that's for us, us real alcoholics. And that's when anonymity comes into play, hence the closed um, label. Mm-hmm. And then there was a follow-up message to that. Hang on one second. I'm just trying to pull these up on my computer. Um, and she had said, you know, she said that's where, you know, where we might disagree. Um, she said any person can drink themselves into alcoholism, which was something that we talked about, you know, back and mm-hmm. forth. But she said that, you know, by saying real alcoholics, it might prevent prob- problematic alcohol, alcohol abusers to seek help until they become real alcoholics. And then what I said to her was if someone has an issue with alcohol – they can make that that choice and, you know, they, they should make that choice to seek help. Right. And basically what I was answering the original question based based on AA's non-inclusion type of thing. So mm-hmm. she was cool about it. But I think that it was, um, you know, maybe a clarification and use we do use the term normie quite a bit. Right. And I know for you and I know for me. Um, well, I know for both of us, we don't mean it as a ooh that person's a normie, you know, as a bad thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, because as I was thinking about it today, and I was, this is when I was at work, and um, the, basically she's like, oh, you know, that's it for now. I'm like, cool, I'm up to my eyeballs and, and shit right now. So, um, but honestly, um, I'm not, and I think we talked about this before. Um, I mean, I'm not mad that I'm an alcoholic. I'm actually, it is what it is, and I've accepted who and what I am. Right. Um, and what I'm glad about is knowing, knowing what I know. And I think I said this exactly once before, being in the solution. So 
if I could be a normie, you know, in, and I never had to go through this process. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, that'd be awesome. You know, now going back now, if someone said here, you can take this pill or I'm going to snap my fingers and you can drink again normally. That's not what I'm looking for. Cause I, I just know too much shit. I don't alcohol. I don't know. That would bring me, I don't know. I just, I don't want to do that right. you know, but to, to backtrack and rewind and to have never, you know, to have always been a normie. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So just your opinions on that. Like, like I said, I, I think it's, I think it's a question. At least it comes to me more like a question than a criticism. Right. 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 I, I mean, you know, we, we've, we refer to people that are not alcoholics as normies, normal people. Um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a line. It's to differentiate between us and them. Um, of course, I mean, <laughs> we have lots of normies in our lives. We love normies. I have a normie laying in my bed right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Right. You know, no, um, it, it's just, it, I'm a real alcoholic. Um, and I have to remind myself of that every day because I will forget. Um, I can't drink. I can't do drugs. Uh, when I do, I hurt other people. I have to remind myself of that every day. And as far as, is Alcoholics Anonymous being more inclusive, um, it's right there in, in, you know, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. Stop drinking. You know, um, for me, being an alcoholic, yes, I had a desire to stop drinking. I just couldn't stop. I could not stop without taking certain steps. Um, and I've taken those steps and I take those steps every day and it prevents me from picking up a drink or a drug. Um, I have to do that. Normal people don't. That's, you know, we talked about it lots of times, you know, they could stop on their own. I can't, I have to do these certain things that those two drunks figured out to do. And if I do those things, I don't have to pick up. If I don't do those things, I don't have a choice. I'm picking up. That's the difference. Right. And I'm, and I'm glad you brought up that requirement because honestly, um, I, that was on my head or in my mind. And I was figuring if you didn't talk mm-hmm. about that, that was the next thing I was going to bring up right. because <clears throat> that's where the, that's where the separation is. And that is, and I don't want to say rule, but it's a requirement. It is. Mm-hmm. It's the number one requirement. It's a group. It is an exclusive club, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not, but it's not one that everyone's, you know, skipping every, and I hear people say this all the time. Nobody goes to their first AA meeting on a good day. Nope. Um, nobody, Nobody drives up in a limousine going, I'm heading to the club. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that type of club. I in Wisconsin they call them clubs, but it's not the club. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a sober club, you know. But the other thing too is that it's got the you know, the 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 saying is is that membership to Alcoholics Anonymous is the highest paid membership in the world yeah. because you you pay and give and and push and everything away. You know, it's it's all gone. It's not just like it's going to cost you, you know, a thousand bucks a month or a thousand bucks a year. It costs everything to enter this club, you yep. know, and for most people now. And this leads into one other thing, which I'll get into in a second, too. But the the thing that is the main thing that, that I think you're saying, too, is that there there is a there's a difference, you know, and, and you said it again. And and I think. Again, I'm, I can't 
I can't take what this what this individual is saying or thinking, but what it what it feels like is maybe that that she was looking as almost like we were looking down at normal people versus mm. this. We're not looking, we're not up on on a pedestal saying that we're real alcoholics and you're not. Right. Um, actually, it's it's the other way around. We're in a church basement looking upstairs, going, "We're real alcoholics and you're not." <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 so there there's a difference we're we're not exclusive um you know in our minds but the the club is and it, and it is what it is now last thing on that is that here's the the number one cool part there are probably um <clears throat> i was going to say hundreds but there's probably thousands of ways that people can stay sober there's mm-hmm. different groups there's different clubs there's exercise there's all these different ways. If people don't like AA, here's the thing that I would never do. I would never try to convince somebody to go to AA if they don't want to. If right. it's if it's not it's not for you, it's not for you. But here's the deal: it works for us, and this is what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the other thing too is that I don't. Uh, and it's the other weird. I don't know if it's even a gray area because you and I talked about this. And so, I mean, it's fine for us to do this. We're not representing a particular AA group. Nope. This is not a. This is not a sanctioned AA meeting. Absolutely um, I not. Do, I have no desire because I've heard it on other podcasts, but um, I have no desire to start putting fucking disclosures on here. Yeah. If, you know, if if people can't can't figure out that we're not trying to represent anything but our our opinions, yep. um, that's you just got to know it. <laughs> right. It's 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 right there in the description. It's just a couple of drunks talking about sobriety. That's all we are, kids. Right. Right. Yep. So, um, but no, I, I truly appreciate it. Like I said, she's been really cool, very interactive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think she's listened to all the episodes. So, um, you know, when she, when she listens to this or when, when you listen to this for that individual, um, I hope that helped and let us know. And she's not shy. She's been, she comments on a lot of things and she's messaged me before. So, um, Good. you know, feel free to mess- message me and we can, um, hopefully, hopefully we answered that part, but mm-hmm. Speak, speaking of the other podcast, and this one, this one kind of pissed me off. <laughs> All right. It, um, well, just to, just a little bit because I was like, God damn it, not you now. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago what we were talking about, but the I got the idea from that that one Instagram post, and she's got a podcast. Wanted to get rid of the word alcoholic, mm-hmm. so I'm listening to the other podcast, and I started on like episode 35 or 40 because the beginning episodes weren't available at that time. I'm on like episode one, one sixteen Now I've been listening to her, um, every single day with, you know, certainly during the week, um, since November, you know, it's been a long time. Right. So I got a lot of hours, you know, a lot of her in my ear from these, these last seven or eight months or whatever it's been. Sure. So, and she's, um, I enjoy the hell out of her And this one statement's not going to make me, uh, you know, make me stop listening to her, but I was just like, damn you. But mm-hmm. on, podcast or the episode i was listening to on the way home she always does and she's very structured in a cool way mm-hmm. but she uh, opens up does this intro you know this and you and she's even said it before she types out this whole intro knows exactly what she's going to talk about very polished we're not like right it is it, it is what it is right so she's talking about and she's like you know what i wish that the word the word that needs to be taken away is rock bottom mm. and i'm like i'm like fuck me and then she's <laughs> like but she, this was along the same lines of what this question was. Because she said, she goes, and, and this is in her opening, I think. She says, I, you know, it could prevent people from going in and getting help, thinking they haven't hit this rock bottom. And it made me think about, you remember, 
or do you remember what um, we were told about rock bottom, about rock, what rock bottom is? Mm, no, go ahead. Okay. Rock bottom is whenever you decide to stop digging. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. And, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I consider myself if, if I'm on, on a scale and I, I think I'm not going to, I, we've heard your story, so I'm going to say you probably were too, but, mm -hmm. um, and since I was weeks away from death, I think I was a low bottom drunk, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I do know other people that, you know, don't drink every day, just binge, but then they ran into things and they realized that, Hey, when I do this, this happens and I want to do that. It's a problem. So I want to get sober, you know, and those levels of, of bottoms are, are way different, but in my head, and I'm, I screamed it at my, it, you know, at the, it, well, at the radio or right. at the podcast. I'm, I'm like, quit trying to take away my fucking words. <laughs> uh, but you know i don't care i mean I'll, I'll talk about rock bottom i'll talk about being an alcoholic and, and i thought about it and you know what if if you and i want to refer to ourselves you know as as scumbag low life mm. raging greasy slimy alcoholics we can do that we can <laughs> because we're talking about ourselves not anyone else but i mean take away all those words what do i call myself man i don't know what to say Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, and trust me, there are people and we know them and, and whatever. I mean, you were living in a house, right? You had a couple of dollars in your pocket. You weren't all that low. You know, I mean, right. I'm homeless. I've, I've literally had a dollar to my name. I've had absolutely no money to my name. I mean, and that wasn't the case when I got sober. You know, I wasn't actually technically on the scale as low as I had been. I had been lower, you know, and, and continued drinking and got myself back up and went back down and got back up. I mean, you know, you're it, like you said, it's a great, great way to put it. My bottom is when I stopped digging. I had been lower. I just didn't want to dig anymore. So I, that was when I got some help. Right. And you know what? That, that's a great point. I mean, um, I probably ultimately would have lost the place I was living, but you're right. I mean, I oh, had yeah. a job. Right. Maybe I would have lost that. Maybe I would have lost the place, but you're right. You know, so, uh, yeah, even the difference between you and I physically, I suppose, you know, I was more of a, but again, I, I suppose we can slice this up into different things, but right. you're right. I mean, it was, it was the point of, you know, when, when you wanted to stop digging and I was forced, somebody took my shovel and took me out to Ohio. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, well, give me my fucking shovel back, man. I don't think I'm done. Right. Which, again, I'm not proud of. I, I laugh about it because what the fuck else am I going to do, right? Exactly. So, um, so yeah, and I just thought that was interesting. But, no, just the and, – and it was weird because, uh, like I said, in, and I enjoy her podcast. I really do. Mm -hmm. uh, she, had great, she had a great guest on tonight. And I, um, not for the life of me, I can't remember her name, but apparently she's a comedian, a celebrity, all these different things and been on different shows and, and whatever, but uh, she had a great story and it was, it was very AA based. And that's uh -huh. a cool part of this, uh, this podcast I listened to. She'll go to all extremes, people who don't like the word alcoholic, people who are AA, mm -hmm. um, people who are gray area. And it's just, it's been interesting, you know? So, uh, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to stop listening. It's just what I heard that I'm just like, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's a, um, Here's a quote, though, that I heard from – this was from another guest 
that she had earlier this week. And I thought this was kind of cool. This person said, uh, you never know what the bad things are going to be good for. Right. I just thought it was cool. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, I'm like, damn, because, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we learn from all the things and without the experiences that that I had and I know that you had, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, again, right. good, bad or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Um, but but, yeah, I just thought that was great. That's just, uh, again, you never know what the bad things are going to be good for. So right. I, I think that it reminded me of there. There's the no bad examples type of thing. too. Exactly. You know? That's what came to my mind when you said that. Yeah. There's no bad examples. Yeah. It's just what we take from it, what we can learn from it, what we choose to learn from it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, that was just a fun one. So, and speaking of examples, the, the next thing that I had written down, and I had this written down, it just it's funny, it kind of fits in with what we were just talking about. But um, what if you and I, for instance, or you or I or us together mm-hmm. were the only example um, that people have when it comes to recovery or AA. And, mm. and I know that that was something that was at least talked about. I remember people saying that, that, you know, when, when we're out, even though we're not representing a group and things like that, if people know we're, we're part of AA or sober and, you know, we do something stupid, <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah, that could be a reflection on something else. So, um, I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever thought about that? I mean, do you think you act differently knowing that you could be the only example that, that somebody comes across? I hope not. I hope no, I, um, you know, but like was drilled into our heads over and over, do the next right thing. And, you know, don't always do it perfectly. Um, but you know, I, no, I don't think that way at all. I, I think I, I just try to try to be a good boy, you know, um, it's all I want to do. And I, again, don't always do it perfectly and, and, and sometimes fall really short, um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, I, I think the book talks about, you know, um, don't, don't put any, don't put anybody in the program on a pedestal. Don't, because we're all fallible. We, we, we can, we're all just one drink away from completely fucking this thing up. So, um, yeah, you know, we're all human and that's why you get that power greater than yourself to lean on because yes, we do lean on each other and yes, we do need other drunks and junkies in our lives to help us through this uh process. But yeah, we're we're all human and we can't we can't count on on other human beings cuz I know I can't count on myself half the time. <laughs> right right <laughs> well and and that's the thing too so two things i just thought of when you were saying that and mm-hmm. and i remember that part that's either in the big book or that's in the 24-hour book because i've seen it right plenty of times it, and it might it might be in the 24-hour book if it's in my mind but who knows it's in it's in a it's in one of them one of them books <laughs> right. Um, but the, the thing of it is like in, it made me think about, you know, your sponsors. So you had two sponsors that, mm-hmm. that didn't stay sober and right. depending on how your mindset either was or could have been, that could have, again, if you put either one of them on a pedestal, that could have thrown mm-hmm. you off, you know? Right. And, and I think about, I think about you and I, and, and we talked about the fact that you and I had that conversation. Hey, if you drink, I'm here to help. But right. you know, if, if you're not willing to get help, you know, you got, you got to get the hell out sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, but 
I tell you right now, and I and I think the answer is the same for both of us. It would, I mean, it would tear me up, you know, if you drive oh, yeah. again, right? You know, but right back at you, I, right? But you know, the the thing of it is, I am not following your fucking ass. I'm not. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, in, unless we happen to get some, if we both get stupid and we're like, eh, let's go together. Well, maybe. Right. You know. <laughs> So <laughs> that that's that's frightening, man. There's no other word for it. <laughs> I, I know. So, yeah. So every every anyone who's listening, especially our family, mm-hmm. that's not in our minds. It's not no. in our, our minds. <laughs> a couple of, talk about a couple of bulls in a china shop, right? Oh, so, well, there was. Uh, I don't know if we were at a meeting in Cleveland or if it was. Uh, it might have been one of the meetings I was at in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. we're sitting around and a bunch of people talking and maybe once i say this maybe you'll if you remember it then it obviously was us but um <clears throat> i remember being in a group of, of people at a meeting and somebody just said looking around the room they're like could you imagine maybe it was we were playing cards one night could you imagine mm-hmm. if all of us were drinking right now and we're like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah like, so take our you know take our card group for instance mm-hmm. all i mean wonderful people but let's say we're sitting in in you know michael and megan's basement and then right. all of nor- all of our normal crowd was there all the usual suspects mm-hmm. and then all of us at the same time decided to pull out our drugs of choice Ugh, we'd burn the house down oh. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, a, at a minimum <laughs> right. well, you know yeah and we start fighting each other for you know for each other's stashes and and oh god it would just be it'd be horrible yes right we are we, yeah. i mean yes we like you said you started off we're all good people and we are because we're doing what we're supposed to do but we stop doing what we're supposed to do and we're some fucked up assholes yeah and i know uh i've i've heard if i haven't heard every one of our friends lead i've heard their stories so mm-hmm. yeah and you know where I come. I know where all you all you people come from. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. No, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. But uh, but yeah, that that whole thing and and that is the uh, that's one of the biggest problems. Is yeah. I mean, so I want to go out and and that's another thing that's said in in recovery groups and programs and twelve step programs and stuff is that you know anyone can act good for an hour, but mm. how do you act for the other twenty three? And on top of that, um, what do you do? When, as they say, integrity is what you do when no one's looking. And, you know, that's the thing. Whether people are looking at us or not, uh, you know, we've had, both of us have had people come up to us and say, hey, you know, I saw you here or I saw you there or you helped me there or you said this or said that, Mm -hmm. you know, where we weren't necessarily trying to be anything. We're just being, you know, so... Um, but I, but I think that becomes ingrained in us. And I just thought it was an interesting question. I don't remember if that came up on the podcast or out, out of my head, but it just uh, it just made me think about that. So um, other thing, too, speaking of the of the normie um, that's that's in your bed right now. Did mm-hmm. she tell you that she that she texted me? Yeah, she did. OK, so um, in. I think she talked to you about this, but I think this might, we, we can talk about this in whatever detail we want, but she, uh, she had said in the text to feel free to use it. Mm-hmm. So the gist here was in, in the normie we're talking about and uh, Mike's girlfriend, Chris, uh, take a look on our um, Instagram page. I think she's been in our, the, the, she was in the pictures from when we were at Dr. Bob's house and stuff like right. that, but um, very cool. They've been together a long time. She's part of the group, but she's a normie and mm-hmm. her, 
her question that she brought up, and I know she had talked to to Mike about it, but then it asked me also and was basically saying, hey, bring it up, was, mm-hmm. and she said, listening to the podcast, um, basically it's a, a normal question. She said, when someone passes because of their use or drinking, for instance, mm-hmm. does it help solidify our sobriety? And she said, for example, it was a family member of hers that had died after 50 years of uh, alcohol abuse. And, you know, wondering if we if recovering addicts look at it the same way as far as, you know, it could have been me or that's too bad. So Mm -hmm. I I answered her. But what do you think? I mean, when and I think we've answered this before, but this is like part one of the question that she asked. But so when when we've had somebody die, that's from overdose, alcohol use, whatever the deal is, how do we how do you feel when that happens or how do we look at it? Um, I mean, yeah, you know, yes. Um, but for the grace of whatever there, oh, I, I am, I am that person too. And, um, yes, it makes me sad. And, uh, you know, the stages of grief, it makes me angry because I, I know, you know, especially if some, well, okay. If it's someone that that's been in the program and has been around and has had some sobriety and has done some of the work, clearly not all of it, um, or, or stopped doing the work. Um, yeah, that pisses me off because they had the solution and they gave it away. And it, and it, it's sad too. Um, if it's somebody that really never was in the program, never example, her family member, um, never was in the program, never. And, um, yeah, it, it's sad, man. Cause, cause we know that there is a way out of that. And, um, I, you know, it makes me sad because, and it also reminds me that, that it could easily have been me because um, it was me. It is me. So, yeah, anger and sadness is <laughs> the short answer. Yeah, and there was a, no, I, and I agree with you because there was, and I, I just thought about like, God, probably a handful of people that we knew um, mm-hmm. that have died. And the, the one in particular was the one I'm, I'm sitting here in my bedroom and I've got my, my phone and my, my notes here on a coffee table or a TV tray. Do you know where we got that from? I, I, <laughs> yes, because my <laughs> microphone and my phone are sitting on uh, one from that set. Yeah. And that's uh, in, when Mike and I got divorced. Uh, we each we literally <laughs> took half. The, <laughs> we, we should actually, if we got time at the end of this, let's tell that story real quick. That was actually kind of funny, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, cause the, the other part of it, to, or anyhow, thinking about the, these people, there's been some of the, the people that have passed like that, that one I found out after the fact of the meeting and it crushed me because right. um, I love that dude. I cared about yeah. him. And, right. you know, we had a, I just, I, I can't say anything more than that. I mean, he, he admittedly, um, you know, didn't, didn't get this thing and mm-hmm. he had all the, all the opportunities. He had the solution. He had those. He didn't get it. He died. You know what? One of the times he went out and came back and he was all fucking beat up. And it was at, uh, who do you know? Uh, our, mon- our, our Friday men's meeting. Um, he was, we were standing outside and I looked at him and I said, dude, and he looked at me square in the eye and he said, I can't surrender. It's not in my nature. I can't do it. And he didn't. He could not surrender. He couldn't accept the fact that he had to stop fighting to survive, which I understand. That makes sense. You know, it's one of the things about this program that, you know, there, there's several things about this program that I do not understand that do not make sense to me. And it doesn't fucking matter. 
what matters is I take the action. But yeah, he could not surrender. He was an old school dude, firefighter, and uh, you know, a sports guy. And the way he was raised, he couldn't give up, and that meant he couldn't give up drinking and using. Yeah, and I think it was at uh, the big book meeting, the one time Dan's meeting, uh, mm-hmm. that he said that he um, he couldn't, uh, he just couldn't admit to the to the first step. So yeah, that same deal, you know, couldn't. Mm-hmm. couldn't that still. But couldn't um, power, right? He he always to the very end, the end. He thought he had some kind of power. Yeah, and clearly he didn't. Yeah, that one, that one bummed me out, but I, I think I was mm-hmm. probably a little mad at him too. But there yeah. was a, and I, I forget who the one dude was, and uh, I can't remember his first name, but it's irrelevant for me to try to explain. You probably wouldn't understand who he is anyhow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, uh, when I found out that he OD'd um, in the same thing, back and forth, he was in the Keating Center. I mean, he was doing really well. And then when I heard it, um, I was so fucking irritated. He wasn't like a, like a super good friend, but I really enjoyed mm-hmm. him. Great guy, a lot of fun. Great personality. I just, I really clicked with him. You know, I mean, again, it didn't see the guy all the time, but I had the opportunity to go to his funeral and I didn't because I was mad, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to remember the, the good. I don't want to sit there and look at him. It's not fair for me to, you know, to be in a shit ass mood at this guy, at this guy's funeral. So I chose not right. to, you know, um, but the other part of the, the question that Chris had was, you know, that in, um, I think it was along the lines of that, you know, basically thinking that or it kind of seemed like that as a as a normie so you and i and what i told her was i i think that we and i don't even know if if calloused is the is the right way to put it but maybe you know Mm -hmm. we just we we get it everything that the the two things that we just talked about we know why it happened we can be mad and sad but we understand why it happened right whereas maybe a normal harder because um, maybe they're not around it enough to be and I don't know I mean I, I I think maybe a normal individual that I think that's kind of what she was kind of hinting at a little bit I could be wrong mm-hmm. you know that maybe as a do normies take it a little bit harder and maybe carry more guilt than we would because we know what that person has to do and we know we couldn't help so it's kind of like we have to wash mm-hmm. our hands from it and just accept it right. right yeah right well yeah that that that's a big part of it she you know, she, yeah, guilt is the word. She, you know, what could I have done? Could I have done something to prevent it? And of course, we know the answer to that is no, there isn't anything anybody can do. We understand that from our end because we, nobody could do anything for us. We had to do it for ourselves. But yes, a normal person doesn't understand that. So, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a, and that's what I thought. Yeah, the, the guilt part of it. And and again, I mean, I I guess I, I never thought about it that way until she brought it up. But mm-hmm. um, even because, I mean, the individual, again, you know, the guy we were talking about, the firefighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I picked him up from a hotel once and I took him uh-huh. to the Keating Center. Um, you know, we we helped him when whenever we could. We all tried to talk to him. You know, we did mm-hmm. all the things we could. Um, I didn't feel any guilt. I didn't feel any guilt when he died. I mean, I felt bad, but, you know, I just – what am I supposed to feel guilty about? The guy had the same things, you know, same things handed to us. And like you said, not surrendering and what, what can you do? Right. 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 Yeah. So well, yeah. because we truly because understand we nobody else can do it for us, you know, nobody can no, stop nobody us. Nobody can, stop can, us. Nobody, can <laughs> nobody can do anything. It's us. We have to make the choice to do what we have to do to, 
rest our disease. Right. And, and we actually, and I know this is, uh, and I don't know if I want to bring this up. Um, we had somebody, at least we heard recently that somebody that we know that we're close to might've drank again. And the reason I, I just thought about it, if I want to bring it up, cause then I thought about, you know, the, the big book and 24 hour book and, you know, it's, even though it could have been from a reliable source, we haven't, we don't, we don't know for sure. But, um, right. so, you know, again, we, we heard something and it's, it's extremely discouraging because, uh, you know, again, we know this individual, uh, that person's very, very close to both of us, but, mm-hmm. but our, the first thing that, um, that Mike and I had texted about, and I guess this could be with anyone is, you know, Hey, if this individual, same thing, Mike and I told each other, mm-hmm. if this individual wants help, this individual has to reach out. This individual knows what to do. Right. Um, this individual has been around this thing, you know, that we do and all we can do is step back and be okay. You know, Hey, that there's nothing again, we got to lay our, you know, throw our hands up in the air and just, what can we do? You know, right. Right. but, yeah. um, that re- that reminded me of something. So, um, I, there was a, I, I'm nearly positive. I've never told you this story. Never tell you about my dad's friend by the name of Stu mm-hmm. Stewart. I don't believe so. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to think what, uh, who Stu looked like. He was kind of a, uh, I don't know the, like a, Mr. Magoo in the cartoons that in the, the, when he's like really just old, that grumpy looking old dude, you know, Uh that's kind of what he looked like, but in a real life mode, Um, but super, super nice guy. My dad had known him for years. And at the time that I was working for my dad and looking back now um, at that point, that would have been shit. My dad would have only been like, I don't know, probably seven or eight years sober, somewhere Mm -hmm. in that area. Um, and he had known Stu for years. They were drinking buddies and they, they both used to go back and forth. One was drinking, one wasn't. And they both tried to get sober all the stuff. So true friend. And they had known each other, I mean, for years and years and years. So Stu came to work for uh, my dad also. And I liked the guy, really, really did. Uh, but he was struggling here and there. And, you know, he used to, my dad used to take the meetings that we used to go. I went to a meeting a couple of times with them. This is when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old, you know, mm-hmm. long before I ever had any sort of a glimpse of a problem. Um, but the one time, and I remembered that uh, I had moved in, my uh, my daughter's mom and I had moved into an apartment. We lived with my dad for a little while. We moved into our own apartment. And I get this phone call at whatever it is, like nine o'clock at night or something like that. And it's, it's Stu. And I can tell he's drunk, you know, and he's mm-hmm. like, he goes, I'm over here at the, cause I, I knew where he was living. He was living in these, uh, uh, this hotel right up the road. And he goes, mm-hmm. I need you to go to the store and get me some beer. He goes, um, I've been drinking and I don't want to drive. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? You know, and this is the first time that anyone like that, and I knew about these stories, but first time that my, I had everyone, anyone like reach out like that. Like, again, let's go back to real alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know, reaching out to this 18 year old kid, you know, or 19 year old kid. Mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm like okay and i hung up the phone called my dad <laughs> right and i said uh i said hey uh Stu just called me and he's like yeah he's drinking i said oh you already know and he's like yeah he goes i know mm-hmm. um and he's and he said he called you and i said yeah he goes what did he want beer and i said yeah and he's like he goes call him back and i'm like mm-hmm. what do i say he said call him back and tell him to call a sponsor <laughs> 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 and i'm like I'm like, okay, because I and my dad's sponsor was Jack. I met Jack at that point. I knew what a sponsor was, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so I did that. And Stu answers, he's like, he's like, Well, you on your way? 
And I said, no, I said, uh, I said, you know, you should probably call your sponsor. He's yeah. like, he's like, you called your fucking dad, didn't you? Yeah. I said, well, of course. <laughs> I said, of course I did. So right. what'd you think I was going right. to do? And he hung up on me, you know, but I'm mm-hmm. like, whatever. But, um, but it, I mean, that kind of shook me because I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what I was dealing with, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, talking about again, you know, some real alcoholic and uh, it just, that just reminded me from the, the relapse type of thing. He must've relapsed. I don't know how many times in the, the year or so that, that I worked with my, with my dad, but uh, yeah, he was, he was a, again, great guy when he was sober. Right. I think mm-hmm. we were just talking about that too. Nope. <laughs> so the, the other thing too, and uh, you know, it, I was going to start off with this, but I'm like, nah, I said, let's start off on something fun, but man, I had a shitty week again. My job is just, mm. <laughs> just, crazy you know um but you know the thing of it is and maybe we can get into it at some other time it's not important you know that you know it's like a week and a couple of days that uh, i'm going remote and i'm moving from where i'm at that's um this this time i'm not getting kicked out i'm not going to detox (laughs) nobody worry about that (laughs) this is a choice i'm actually i'm making a step to actually go help family you know Mm -hmm. so um it's a choice and i'm happy and i'm i'm doing it it's a lot and works a lot. And my boss is still being a dick about a lot of things. And he's not really happy, even though he agreed to doing this. Um, and I mean, a lot of this stuff is just kind of pissing me off, you know, and I got all these things on my mind and in the way that I know that I'm overwhelmed, not even overwhelmed. It just, I, I like to use the word whelmed because I, yeah, I'm certainly not, I'm not underwhelmed. Right. But I don't think I'm, I'm not like losing my mind. So it's just that middle of the road. I'm whelmed, you yeah. know? So, <laughs> whelmed <laughs> um but i i know i am because every once in a while i'm sitting there and i i have to just stop and i because I, I can't think straight you know i get all these different things on my mind i'm like fuck so and what it made me think about was i mean some of this stuff it just again with work stuff is pissing me off and it i think it's in i'm sure it is it's in the big book justifiable anger or maybe they talked about it in uh, meetings and stuff like that. I know they talk about anger in the big book and there's a line that whether or not, I mean, feel free if you remember what the line is, but mm-hmm. I was thinking about that just from a, a sobriety standpoint, there, there are certainly times when there, there is such a thing as justifiable anger, but what mm-hmm. does that mean for, for you and I, and I'll just talk about you and I, what is, how do we handle anger or what is considered justified and how do we react to it? You know? Right. Well, I, you know, for me, I have to be very careful because I can justify anything. <laughs> um, yeah, of course I get angry. It's, but again, it's, it's how do you deal with your emotions? You have to re- remember that emotions are fleeting. They're always going to change and not be ruled by them. So yes, so, of course yes. I get angry, but how do I deal with it? Um, recognize it, you know, and 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 think, and step back and step think, back and, think and, and and see how I'm reacting to it and and why I'm angry and you know, um, is it is it am I truly pissed off about something or am I scared? You know, um, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's slowing down, slowing down. thinking, thinking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sucks. sucks. Yeah, I, know. I just want to rage out, man. I want to feel that anger, man. I want to love it. I want to embrace it. But I can't. But I can't. Not today. Not today. 
<laughs> right. Break some shit. What's that? Hey. Uh, and it just, just reminded me what's that, um, that radio show you used to listen to. <laughs> and then you appeared on what music to music to break things by. Break things by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This I used to, that was Friday nights, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That's yes, what I thought. I used to used to fuck with him when when Mike and I lived together. He'd go in his room and he'd hear him. I mean, he's like a fucking teenager in there, mm-hmm. blasting this fucking rattle rattling the the rooftops with the music. And I'm like, you in there fucking breaking music again? <laughs> 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 but uh, but no. And you know what? You just touched on a good thing too. And and no shit. I mean, I there. Here's the thing that in all those things you just said, and and here's how I've been dealing with is that. First of all, when, as soon as I leave work, I'm good, you know, so I know what the problem mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And I know, I mean, there's, there's all these other things that are, that are going on in my life. Um, you know, but these things are they're and I hate the word, use the word manageable because we know how that is, but mm-hmm. they're, um, I'm able to, I'm able to deal with the other things. Everything that's going on is going to happen. I, I'm not worried about, you know, I still got a lot of stuff to pack and, and, you know, how's this going to work out and all these different things. i I'm okay with all that, but it's this, it's, it's the work environment, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but like you said, I mean, a couple of weeks ago when the whole bonus thing and, and how I wanted to react and I didn't, and I mean, right. seriously, I was kind of proud of myself because I, I still had that, that in me and would it have been just a, it was justified, I guess, to be angry because this is my livelihood, Sure. you know, but it then would not have been just something, something that didn't happen. <laughs> right. Now right. I'm mad again. Right. <laughs> God damn you! No, I'm mad again. <laughs> I justify your bullshit too. I know you will. That's the problem. Damn you! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, in in part of that, maybe that's maybe that's a good example. That was the situation for justifiable anger. But in sure. the big book, in the big book, it says um, anger is the doesn't it say dubious luxury of normal mm. people? Yep. Yeah, it's a word dubious. I love that dubious luxury. Yep. <laughs> I always thought that would be a great, great band name. Dubious luxury. Yep. Hi there. Yep. We're your Hi dubious there. luxury. <laughs> what is it? Too late to change the name of the podcast. Hello, welcome to dubious. <laughs> dubious luxury. Right. <laughs> but uh, I like the not mature part better. But mm-hmm. so. But yeah, and, and we were taught that very early on because anger turns into resentments, which turns into all, and that's our biggest, uh, what do they say, the biggest offender, right? right. So yeah. um, I've been able to figure out that, and it took me, it took me that weekend, to, you know, it took me like five full days really mm-hmm. from when it happened to the end of the weekend to kind of calm down and figure it out. But, you know, I'm not going to lose my mind over it. So like you said, recognize and sit back and think and sometimes take a breath and sometimes right. you shut my mouth, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it's, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't want to fly out the handle at anyone because I don't want to, I just don't want to be that person anymore. It doesn't do me any good. Um, and it just makes, it makes my, honestly, it probably makes my life worse than the other person. Exactly. That's what they say, right? It's a luxury we can't afford. We can't afford. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of curious because I don't think we've well I know we've never talked about that on here. I don't remember if you and I have ever talked about that like in general, but right. Um, yeah, it just uh, I don't know. I mean, everyone gets angry, but once yeah. again, I know what the problem is. When when I leave work, I'm good. You know, once mm-hmm. I hop into my car and I pop the podcast on, and that's the other thing too. I was getting so pissed off by traffic for months, mm-hmm. you know, and then my my answer to that is listening to this podcast, and it'll 
sometimes I get home and I'm like, man, it's been 35 minutes already. That's it's a breeze, you know, because yeah. I get to I get to fill my fill my brain with, you know, recovery stuff uh, while yeah. I'm driving. So it's been it's been great. But um, yeah, so I just uh, like I said, I thought that was that was kind of interesting. Um <clears throat> Other thing that, that I thought about, this was just kind of a passing thought, I think, from a couple of weeks ago that I wrote down. Do you remember the, the first time uh, when you were, as a sober individual, the first time that you got like really sick and felt like physically terrible? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, you know, uh, I'm probably the Keating, well, the Keating crud, you know, everybody gets it within your first right. 90 days. You get sick. <laughs> um yeah you know go ahead though apparently you had no, somewhere to go with this no i really it wasn't anything really big i just thought about like if um i think i woke up one morning and i was like really stuffed up and in my first thought which is the way i i thought from from that point on is just that man at least i'm not hungover you know right. and in mm. in as bad and as bad as I felt, and that was a weird part that, so the first time and it was, I'm, I'm glad you, I was going to bring it up too. That's immediately what I thought about the Keating crud. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was like a, almost like the Keating center's own, own version of uh, like COVID or something like that. Mm -hmm. Everyone caught it. <laughs> it was gross. But I mean, you're around 50 guys and this and that every, you're going to get yeah. sick and it's going to be wrapped, wrapped around. Mm -hmm. But um, I do remember. So two things getting sick like that and just realizing that, that's the first time I, I realized how good I had felt, you know? Right. So I'm like, I'm like 30 days sober and I was feeling good. I didn't realize how good I felt after, you know, being sober or at least not drinking for that 30 days or whatever mm -hmm. it was. And then going, it, it, it actually made me more grateful coming out of it. Right. Uh, but then there was, right. I know it would have been, I don't know, probably we were still at the Keating center, but uh, so probably, I don't know. I know, I know I worked at the, the second job I had, because I, I remember it's, uh, I couldn't sleep one night. And I mean, to the point when I, whatever time I went to bed, 10 or 11, and I was, you know, it's like midnight and it's one and it's two and I'm not going to sleep and I can't. And that was the first time that I had a sleepless night. And I literally, I got like two hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was kind of like the, again, like the walking dead at, at work. But then I thought about it, it, the same thing. I'm like, I used to do this all the time, but with a right. hangover. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I was just kind of like, I'm like, eh, okay, so I'm, I'm tired. You mm -hmm. know, that's, that's all that it is. But no, it was just more of a um, thinking about how, once again, how like grateful I felt, um, you know, afterwards or realize how grateful I felt. So that was like a, uh, I don't know, like a built-in gratitude, gratitude list or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so just real quick, cause I mean, we're, we're approaching an hour, but uh, now that we talked about these TV trays and so when, uh, um, and when Mike and I, uh, well, when I moved back to Wisconsin, this was kind of funny. So when I moved out to Ohio or went out to Ohio, I had nothing. All my stuff was taken to storage. And like Mike said, I was living in a, in a house, a rental house. And a couple of weeks after I was taken out there, my family had to go up there, up to Wisconsin and empty out the house, put it all in storage. I mean, just all, all of my stuff, you know, was there. Mm -hmm. So I had basically just the clothes I had and, um, and that's it. And then when we went into the recorder house, it was furnished, you know, so we had beds and dressers and, and whatever right. it had dishes. Yeah. We, we could, we bought some stuff while we were there, you know, but mm -hmm. not a lot. And then when, uh, when Mike and I moved in together, so you had, you had a bed from, from storage, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Okay. So <clears throat> you had that bed 
I got a bed, I think, from mom that was my grandma and grandpa's mm-hmm. spare bed or something like that. And then, you know, we bought we bought the stove, which, by the way, you still have I do. 11 years later. Um, and then, you know, so we got some dishes from my my grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. We got some dishes from from mom and Larry. We got all this different stuff. So we had all these things. And then, like, I bought a coffee pot. And then we bought a microwave. Whatever it was, we bought all this different stuff to furnish our place. So, so when, when I was about to leave, we literally, we stood there, we, we stood at the cupboard. We're like, okay, here's two bowls for you. Here's mm-hmm. two bowls for you. Here's a plate <laughs> plate. We split um, the, I didn't, I don't think I, I didn't take any silverware. Cause I knew, I knew I had silverware. Right. Um, I think the, the toaster oven, I think we got from mom and Larry and I'm like, keep that. Cause I have, I knew I had one. Yep. And then um, <clears throat> same thing with the it. microwave. Oh, the same one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So the the same thing with like the microwave and stuff like that. But yeah, we split. We got these TV trays from this, the gentleman that we were talking about. So um, I took two, and Mike took two. I think you kept the stand because I didn't. I didn't yep. want the stand. I'm looking at but, it right now. Yeah, <laughs> but literally, we we sit there, and it was like splitting up our our stuff. Like we're a married couple that was splitting yep. up. It's just funny. And, uh, and I think that I still have, like mom bought me one of those deep plates. She bought each one of us, one of those deep plates. For I my, still have mine too. <laughs> so I use it every night, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it was just, it was just funny because, uh, I mean, I just, I took enough stuff to just pack, fill my car up, you know, right. which once again, I mean, you know, uh, 11 years later, that's around no, not 11 years, eight years later. Cause it was 2013. So yeah, almost nine mm-hmm. years later. Um, <clears throat> next weekend I'm doing the same thing. So right. <laughs> I'm just, all my shit's going in the storage and I'm, and I'm packing up my car and filling it to the roof and heading down to Indiana. So it's just, uh, it's kind of funny, but I don't have to, I don't have to split up my plates this time. You don't get nothing. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to my house. I don't have room for anything anymore. No, I know. Yeah. You should, you should take, well, uh, the uh, again, the the chick from California um, mm-hmm. had, had made that comment, you know, about about your uh, your living room because she the picture. Did I tell you about that? The, the the picture that I posted with your microphone and stuff, and she saw right. the because I, I pointed out about the coffin table and whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you probably yeah, of course that that was all Instagram. Right. When I after she read the description, she's like she's like to begin with, she's like I looked and she said. She's like, wow. She goes, I got a completely different um, vision of how you were thinking it was me, like that was my place. And then she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, she told me that I wasn't cool enough to have a place like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I agree. I'm not going to argue with you, you know, at all. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, your your whole place is. Uh, I mean, you're you're to the brim. I mean, everything that from that last house that you were in up till now. I mean, you you filled it up with a few things. So. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. <clears throat> but um, so what did you think of the? Uh, you know, I know I just put it together the the coffee cup in in the notebook. I had it. I got another T-shirt idea, which I'm going to do, and it was uh, based on a comment that was put on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But um, what did you think of the coffee cup? It looks kind of cool, huh? Yeah, it does. You know, yeah. you, you drunks love your coffee. <laughs> yeah you're the you're like one of the only the only drunks that we know that doesn't drink coffee. oh i'm a goddamn weirdo man i'm a sober alcoholic truck driver that doesn't drink coffee right right yeah <laughs> yeah definitely definitely one of the weird ones yep. but um so i mean i i still have again I've, I've always got little notes i put on here but i think that um 
Actually, I think that we covered everything. We're at a, we're at an hour or two anyhow. But mm-hmm. um, oh, last thing last thing I wanted to say with with other podcasts, um, if you ever get an opportunity, just l- look up a sober podcast. I don't care what you look it up on. It just listen to one of the openings. It actually makes me laugh because all other podcasts out there, they're mm-hmm. so nice to people. They say mm-hmm. nice things. <laughs> There's we're so proud of you if you're listening and for everything. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I think about the shit that we talk about. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, eh, we're not going to change. But, nope. you know, I mean, once again, we, we said this right in the beginning that we're, we're doing we're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. We're serious about recovery. We never, mm-hmm. ever, ever not like who pooing, you know, recovery. But, um, yeah, we're not the we're not the cheer on everyone. Hey, if you're sober, my, by all means, yes, we're going to cheer you on. But right. um, it, it just oh, I, I think we would scare some of these people if. Uh, you know, if we ever had them on or went on their podcast sometimes, I'm like, you're you're going to get a different version of whatever you think you're talking about. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, if, if you're sober, I'm going I'm going to ah, hell, I'm not going to cheer you on. God damn it. Do the next right thing. Be a good boy. Fucking a man. <laughs> Stop fucking hurting people. Oh, you're not hurting people today. Oh, good for you. <laughs> See, that's that's exactly what you just proved my point because you just for uh, that was probably a millisecond tried to be nice and you're like ah fuck this no do nope. this and do that no nope. <laughs> no nope. but you know that I don't expect that I don't you know nobody give me a fucking attaboy because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because that's what I'm fucking supposed to do you know I don't I, don't give me a medal don't give me a blue ribbon you know no participation trophy. No, I'm not hurting the people that I say I care about. Good for me. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I know that, uh, it, and for some of the people who listen, I, you know, I think we're, we're probably a different breed than what, uh, you know, the, the way people have been, have been raised, but we were raised this way and it's, mm-hmm. it works. We can, we can be kind and compassionate and we're, we're actually very caring individuals and we'll help mm-hmm. anyone that needs it. But, um, yeah, you're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna hold your hand. Because nope. <laughs> I don't know so, where that fucking hand's been. Well, okay. There's a meme out there that that says, "God, I, I wish I could remember the percentage." Basically, it's like almost hand that you shake has touched a penis. So think of yep. that. There you go. <laughs> Mine certainly has. Yeah, possibly even that day. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I I think on that note, that, yep. that ends on a note there. Um, unless, once again, difficult question. Mike, do you have anything else on your mind other than your hand touching your penis? No, not a thing. <laughs> All right, man. Well, before I just keep laughing into this microphone, why don't you wing us out of here? All right. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. Give us a five-star rating. Buy us a cup of coffee. Buy a T-shirt. And fuck off. <laughs> the most awesome advertisement ever. <laughs> uh, all right, brother. I love you. I love you too, man. All right. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.